Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Brawl Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Brawl. Jaden and I are here live on this magical Friday. Jaden, how are we doing today, buddy? Not too bad, eh? Phoenix is playing tonight. No, no, Devin Booker, which is tough. He's out for two or three weeks, but you know what? We're feeling, we're feeling great. Schmitty, how are you feeling after that heartbreaker last night? I sit here and can tell you I'm feeling okay or sad or whatever, but I'm broken on the inside. At the same time, I have hope for next season, but it sucks that we already have to think about that because we're, we're pulling the plug on on game four. Do you think it's a sweep or do you think they'll steal one? You know, as Nuggets fan, I have to say we'll steal one, but I I, I think... didn't I didn't realize Curry was on restricted minutes. It's thirty minutes, but still restricted. Yeah, I was hoping we went to overtime last night so bad because he couldn't play if we went out to OT. But do you uh, think they would have pulled him, or do you think they would have left him in and then just cut his minutes for Game Four? Probably like a Steph question, honestly, how he's feeling, and it'd probably come down on Coach Kerr, and you know, it probably would have been you know a problem. But they didn't have to deal with that shit, so unfortunately, Jordan Poole is like a snake and just grew another elbow all of a sudden. And yeah, so it was uh, it was tough. But we're gonna get into more games for sure and talk some series real quick. But we're gonna talk some NBA playoffs, uh, talk some some Grizz news, uh, maybe some Cats news, and then we're gonna preview the NFC South and we'll give you a little uh, update on what we're gonna do next week. So. Jaden, what series do you want to start talking about first? Uh, might as well start at the uh, top of the West here with the one versus eight. Phoenix and New Orleans are tied 1-1. Um, not much to say about this one or from my perspective. New Orleans shot the shit out of the ball game two, and it was, it was what it was. Devin Booker sadly is out two or three weeks with a, I think it was a grade one, hamstring strain the real question is would you give your hamstring for him to play oh we were in the group chat last night during the nuggets game i was saying i have a spare one man i i'm not using mine for anything important i don't know yeah looking at the series uh brandon ingram was on fire last game and it's gonna be tough for the suns to rally they are definitely still projected to win because the pelicans don't even have you know an above 500 record so I think the Suns will probably pull it out, but between me and you, I absolutely want the Pelicans to just dog the Suns as bad as they can. I think you're still pissed from last year, but I I do think the uh, Phoenix will win. I mean, game three is tonight as we're recording this on Friday, but I, you know, two tough ones on the road against a very hot team. Who's your projected player to step up? Cam Johnson. I was going to go with Cam Johnson anyway. Or the double Cam. Cam Payne and Cam Johnson. I think Cam Johnson will get the start tonight. I think he'll shoot the shit out of the ball. And even though he said I can't, Aiden will have a big night tonight too. The reason why I said that is because those players have to step up, you know. So it's kind of the yeah. who's the surprising one. But all right. Well, I mean, def- I mean, Book Book did sit some during the season. They were 13-2 without him. So I'm not, like, too worried. But still losing your best score in the playoffs is always a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be tough. And Chris Ball is averaging 23 points and 12 assists this series. So. I, think I mean, they, he, has, uh, he has a shoulder this year compared to the Lakers series last year where he did not have his, like, shooting shoulder. So he can't he can put the ball in the hoop, but he does have to be a tad bit more consistent because game two he was missing some shots. Yeah, and they got to slow down uh, 27.5 points per game, Ingram. But um, we'll check in again on this series next time, and I assume the Phoenix will be up. But in our sake, I hope New Orleans gets sexy with it. All right, moving on to the next one, though. We have Dallas Mavs, the fourth seed, leading the number five seed, Utah Jazz, 2-1. to Schmitty, what do you think of the Jazz? Are they frauds? I don't know if they're necessarily frauds, but they're not, like, all the hype that you think they are, in my opinion. I think the Jazz are, you know, a fundamental basketball team that have a good offense, and they, you know, think they have a good defense. But I think they have a lot of exposed areas that people 
can kind of attack and their team chemistry is not 100% right now. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. The next game is uh, the 23rd, so that'll be tomorrow, uh, Saturday, the 23rd at 2.30. So I definitely have not paid a ton. Like, I've watched the series, but I haven't, like, obsessed about it and thought about it like uh, some other series. But I'm surprised Dallas is up 2-1 without Luka. Jalen Brunson stepped up in a big way, especially after game one. They kind of, no one was really stepping up. But ever since that, Brunson has kind of taken over as a scoring, which is going to be dangerous when Luka comes back. If you told me that Brunson was averaging 32 points per game through three games of the series, I would have told you, not you're crazy, but, like, wow, like, that's crazy, and it's happening. Like, it's um, time to wake up. You're in a dream. Yeah, it's like, all right, time to start paying attention to the series a little more, especially uh, this game four in, is in Salt Lake. So if Dallas wins that one, I mean, it's kind of over, in my opinion. Oh, it, it 100% is because Luka has to come back. Like, you'd think the start of game five. I mean, you're leading the series without your best player. Um, yeah. That's, that's really impressive. And that next round, if we see Dallas in the Suns with a healthy – Luca and Booker would be awesome. Uh, great that would basketball. be a great series. But I think the Suns would have a worse chance of winning against the Jazz. I think they match up better. Because I think Go obviously Gobert's, you know, you can say whatever you want about him, but he's huge, and he's gonna do. He's gonna at least, um, you know, cover. Oh, I can't think of his name. Aiden. Yeah, at least he can. He's gonna at least cover Aiden. Say, yeah, I think Chris Paul and Mike Conley match up. Donovan Mitchell and Booker, and then you have Aiden and Gobert, and then Bogdanovich, and you know you have Bridges or Cam Johnson. So I mean, I think they match up. Those teams match up well, and I think nobody can guard Luca um, from Phoenix, in my opinion. Whoa, we have like the runner-up depoy. I don't. I don't think you can stop Luca in the playoffs, man. He's the what was the stat? Like, he has the most points in a playoff game as the youngest – like, the youngest player to have – X amount of points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I, I'm, I don't know because I feel like – see, my whole thing is, like, why is Jalen Brunson popping off now? Is it because Luka's out or is it because cause he's getting shots finally or, like – Probably because he has to. I mean, I think that's the only way they yeah, is someone's like, – that's true. Like, someone's got to step up. And, like, this is what I wanted from, like, Mon- if we were beating the Warriors, uh, looking at another series, Monte Morris or, like, Will Barton would have to do what Jalen Brunson's doing. They would need to put up 30. Right. So, he has to, I think. I mean, we talked about it last podcast. Guys have to step up, and right now, no one's stepping up. All right, let's move on to – let's just keep going on the West. Um, we already Let's just dive in. We were just talking Nuggets, so let's keep going. Um, the series is probably over. Um, not right now as a Nuggets fan, but, you know, every probably 95% of people are going to say the Warriors will sweep. But I think we could get one more, but I don't know, man. It's tough. We don't match up with them. They're too slippery on offense. We don't have the defense. We don't have the weapons. Jokic can do everything he can, but it's just it's not it's not the year for us, I think. The Warriors are back to their, I think, finals form almost. I mean, it's just. Steph doesn't even have to do much. He's coming off the bench right now, but Poole has just taken over the series kind of. And it's it's fun basketball to watch not being a Nuggets fan. Yeah. But, I mean, like looking down the road, if, you know, Phoenix wins our first our first two series, then we're I think we're most likely going to see the Warriors. Which is a series I want to see because, like, I know – if we got past the next round and we somehow won this warrior series that we probably wouldn't be able to handle Phoenix with just Jokic. It's kind of like the same series as right now. We just wouldn't have enough and their offense and defense is just too chemistry based. You know, they have very good chemistry. So I think warriors Phoenix could be probably the best series out of the whole playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's back to the built, not bought warriors too, which I like where it's every player that's popping off for him. They drafted. It wasn't a trade. It wasn't anything. They drafted them. They developed them, obviously, in the Jordan Poole case. He went to the G League last year. But, I mean, it's yeah. it's built. If they didn't have Jordan Poole, I think this series is a lot closer. I think um, it's 
I still think Golden State, yeah. though. I think I th- I think it's two one, but I think we got last night. We would have took a like a commanding win, like a ten point I, win. I think we, so too. We played well last night. It's just they have so much, you know. They have a lot. It, so I mean, we 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 touched it, so we can move on. But hopefully next time we're talking, something good happens. But Nuggets Nation and I are down bad. Yeah. Okay. Moved on to the next one though. We have Memphis leading. The Wolves 2-1 in this. I mean, two 20-minute comebacks from Memphis in that last game. What's going on with Timberwolves? Gosh, this is, I've watched this series probably the most out of all of them because it's the top two offenses. They're very young. There's a lot of emotion. And, I mean, emotion town is Minneapolis right now. I mean, they are looking, craving for a sports team to just take off. And – you know, they had that momentum game three, game one, and in the playing game. But game two, they didn't have anything. But I feel like they just are so young that they are – they're fucking up, like, really bad when they go up. And I think Memphis is really talented, and they're the two seed for a reason, and you can't just go to bed when you're up 15. Right, I mean, like, they've obviously proven they are a good team. They went up on Memphis twice, and then, like, as soon as they get there, they coast. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, exactly. You said it well. Like, they're just coasting when they get up. And, like, you can tell they're good enough to win this series, but they don't have, like, I don't know if it's coaching or I don't know if it's cockiness, you know? I don't know if it's, like, all right, we're up. We don't – these guys are – yeah, we can pull, we can pull some starters, but I'd still I still believe they're better without Cat on the floor. Hey, he's we're in Minnesota now. I mean, ooh, that was that was bad. That was a bad take. But I mean, like I don't know. They just play a lot faster. I feel like they like playing faster. And then when Cat gets in the game, they want to slow it down, feed the post, and then everyone instead of like running, creating, you know, backdoors, off ball screens, like you know what we see Golden State doing. It's just slow, feed the post, four four players stand in a spot and watch Cat get blocked or go to work. Yeah, and the last game they had, he had more fouls than shot attempts. So that's the problem right there. Like, he's he's not being used the right way. And for some reason, Memphis isn't even playing Steven Adams. And they're still handling Towns. So Towns is kind of being soft, in my opinion. Yeah, I think a part of that is, though, is uh, T-Wolf's transition D is pretty awful. And so, like I was just saying, they want to get up and run. And, like, Steven Adams is a great, big, great defender. But, I mean, if they can secure a rebound with anyone like they have been doing and get out and run with five guys instead of four, that's huge. That's a huge advantage. Because then you get Jaw in the lane. Then you get Brooks on the wing. And, I mean, if Memphis wins – this round, they're going to have to do the same thing versus the Warriors. Um, if for, the Warriors win, Steven Adams won't play unless, you know, they have – the Warriors have one of their big bums in that are never good, like Looney or something. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's. I don't know if this league is turning into small ball everywhere, but, like, it very well could be soon. Like, I mean, I feel – yeah, Like, uh, one center, four guards. Absolutely. I mean, we've uh... – it seems like the talk more than usual has been, like, it's the twos versus the threes game. Like, you know, the LeBron the LeBron type offense versus the Golden State type offense, where it's like, is the threes finally starting to, like, win? Where it's just small ball, everyone run around, like, kind of like positionless basketball to a point? It's, it's tough because we, there could be an argument made for so many different teams. But right now, I mean, it, it's kind of what it is, so... Um, let's move on to the next series. Uh, let's get through these because we still have uh, a little bit, quite a bit to talk about. So, do we really need to ta- touch the Miami Hawks? I'm team? still calling sweep. I don't think we need to touch that one. Sweep. I think that's a sweep. I think Trey Young. Miami's defense is too good. Trey Young can't do enough, or not not can't do enough. He he kind of has no help. Capella's a big loss here. Capella is a huge loss in that one. So, but I mean, Miami's. Miami's deep, Miami's physical, yep. Miami in four. Yep, and then we can kind of talk about the next one uh, maybe a little bit longer, but it's going to be quick. Uh, Philly and Toronto. I thought Toronto had the last game. Embiid made a crazy shot. 
Uh, what are you thinking about that series? He finally got revenge on the Kawhi shot. Not quite, but I mean, you know. If they, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, I think definitely Philly won that Nets trade as of right now. We haven't seen Ben Simmons in a Nets uniform yet, but yeah, Philly's Philly's looking tough in that next series. If if it stands, Miami Philly will be a tough one. Yeah, we'll probably talk about that on the next pod because I think both series will be over or about over, so we can absolutely uh, we can get into that. But let's talk uh, probably the most surprising. One maybe Phoenix could be the surprising one because Booker's out, but Milwaukee and Chicago. Chris Middleton is out the rest of the series. It sounds like Chicago just got a win, and now they're going home. Jaden, do we have an upset on our hands? Ah, I did say the Bucks would lose next round, but like I just don't believe in the Bucks this year. I don't know what what the switch was between the championship winning Bucks and these Bucks, but they're not the same team at all. Where's Drew Holiday? Non-existent, man. Absolutely non-existent. I think as much as I love the guy, Grayson Allen's getting way too many minutes. Oh yeah, and they just—they're just not the same playoff team as last year. And I feel like it's too Giannis now. And the Bulls may not have like the athletic specimen that Giannis is, but. They have a lot of leadership and a lot of want, in my opinion. And They're hungry. They definitely look hungry. Yeah, I mean, DeRozan's a dog. I've always liked DeRozan, and I think uh, he keeps up his play in Chicago and they split again. We could be in for seven. I think I think that is completely possible. Do you see what he said in his uh, post-game interview after game two? No, I saw game one, not game two. Oh, he's trying to keep the two-pointer alive? Oh, really? Is that what he said? <laughs> he's like, I'm trying to keep the two alive. He's like the only one trying to. Thank God he is. Because I, I, hey, I literally don't hey, think he's got a mid-range, man. It's true. It's, all, it's, it's only because he does all that weird pregame exercising. Yeah. We, know, we know Sean Livingston is probably the greatest mid-range shooter of all time. But, I mean, DeRozan is making a name for himself. Yeah, I mean. In the, in the Strictly Twos game. Someone needs to look up who's had the best two-point mid-range season of all time. Like It's if, Sean Livingston. It's 100%. Man did miss. I'm not going to argue with that on that one. Let me go look what we what we were – I think we both called all called the Bucks in six or five or something. What do you think of this series is going to finish in now? I might say Bulls in seven, honestly. I want to see Bulls in seven. I really don't like the Bucks, But I, mm, I can see it going either way, though. I don't know. Giannis takes over. They don't really have a guy. No one in the league can stop Giannis. Middleton's a big loss on obviously offense, but I mean defense too. He's a big body, so yeah, he's like what is he six seven, six eight? Yeah, something like that. He's he's big. Yeah. So, um, I think Chicago had Lonzo Ball. I think this would actually be like a five game series where Chicago takes it. Yeah, I mean his passing ability. He's a little taller. He could probably guard Middleton. Uh, yeah, you got guard Drew Holiday or whoever's handling the ball. So, but I think uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Bulls in seven, but I still won't be surprised if you know the Bucks rebound all of a sudden and just make yeah. everybody like shut up. Exactly. All right, last series to talk about, probably the best series, like the most drama, the most talked about, definitely. Um, Man, I did not expect to see the hate just get worse between Kyrie and and, and Boston fans. It's it's like it's on a level of hatred now. Oh, it's it's hilarious to watch. I really hope Nets can steal two. Honestly, yeah, I want to see a seven game series. Like, I want to see a seven game series because I want to see two more games in Boston. Yeah, or could you imagine if Kyrie hit a game winning shot game seven? in Boston and then just walk off the court just waving goodbye. Like steps on Lucky again. Flips off the fans and heads to the locker room. Yeah, did you see the uh uh he got like fined fifty grand for like the behind the head double bird, which is hilarious. I love that. But (laughs) did you see he got fined like oh yeah, he got fined fifty thousand, but did he some dude on Twitter goes, Yeah, I would just open a tab. I'll just open a tab Oh my or keep the tab open. It was just, here's, just keep my card for a couple weeks. 
Like, I, I got a good chuckle out of that one. That was hilarious. That's a good one. I, but, uh, I mean, Boston's defense is nice right now. Yeah, and Williams is coming back for limited minutes soon. So, yeah. Simmons might be back. So, there's still, like, a lot to the series about to happen. But Do, do you think Boston's kind of throwing too much into the series, though? They kind of have like, to. To the, to the point a, where they're going to lose the next series. It could happen because the Nets are, you know – such a hard first round matchup to get and i mean it's the playoffs you gotta you gotta keep going right i mean you're gonna have to if to be the best you have to be the best so they're gonna have to just keep playing with like that energizer bunny mentality you know just keep going take it day by day hour by hour Mm -hmm. um but that wraps up about all the nba uh mid round first round series none of them are over yet but a lot of them are close and That takes us to uh, a big notification that hit my phone this week. We're going to talk some Grizz and Cat football real fast. I had the scoop on this one. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's surprising. Uh, if you didn't hear, Gabe Solser is transferring. Not sure where yet. Not sure why. Um, what do you know? What have you heard, uh- Jaden? So, I have an inside guy. I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he he can get in trouble for this type of thing. But he said Gabe Solcer was in the portal. And, like, at first I was shocked. And I kind of still am shocked. But, I mean, if you look at a guy like Solcer, he's so gifted in the speed category. I do think Bobby Houck is using him wrong. But, I mean, he's just been so injury prone where it's at the point where it's like then Bergen comes in and, like, kind of steals his spot almost. But – those two on the field would have been absolutely lethal. I was hoping he was coming back because, like, we need – like, he's like a Tyree Kill in, like, a little FCS era, you know? Like, he's like a little absolutely. speed demon. He's a little speed demon, and uh, it's going to hurt not having him. I mean, we haven't had him anyway, but, like, when we have yeah. used him, I mean, he scored a punt return touchdown. He's had, like, a 75-yard touchdown. I mean, it's kind of like the Broncos' KJ Hamler. Um, for the Broncos fans that listen to the pod, you'll understand that. But he's just, like, very good and very quick, but he has a small tank until he gets hurt. Right. But I mm. – see, I think the problem is when he is when he is on the field, though, he's not full-time on the field. He's not a full-time receiver. He'll come in for his jet sweep and then come out, which I don't know if that leads to the injury – but I think that's a part of it. I think you got to put a guy with that much speed and that much talent on the field at all times. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'm surprised – or I wouldn't be surprised if that's the reason he's transferring, if they're not using him right, you know. They're just using him on those sweeps and, you know, they maybe not be looking at him downfield like he liked his, his freshman year. But I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, when you're When you're not able to be healthy, you're not going to stay – uh, on the top of the roster. They're not going to wait for you. It's next man up era, and it sounds like I think he lost his spot. I think he lost his st- spot to Bergen. They didn't say who, like, he lost his spot to, but it sounded like they shelved him. But, I mean, Gabe, we MSU just had two senior wide receivers graduate, so there is there's a spot on the field for you. I uh, I personally know one of the receivers that, actually could have beat him out his name's Aaron Fontes uh from California and he's he was on punt return last year he's he's a, he's fast uh he's athletic I didn't know if I can't compare him to Solskjaer because they're different players but I think uh Fontes could have took his spot and you know Solskjaer could be really butthurt but it seemed like it seemed like Solskjaer you know like on social media and stuff like he liked living in Missoula like he had friends here and you know, it was kind of a brotherhood. I think something must have happened. I mean, yeah, if you're on a if you're on a team, unless it's like completely toxic, like you're gonna have a brotherhood with those guys. I do think another guy that could have beat him out is uh my friend er, my friend Drew Deck from Kalispell. I mean, what like like kind of soldier build, small, athletic, fast, all that. Like exactly. I could see I could see a guy like him taking the spot. But I mean, oh, did you see what uh, Rocky quarterback Nate Nate Dick tweeted at Adam? Mm-hmm. Let's run it back since they were teammates oh, in high school. Yeah. I wonder if uh, I wonder if that's a possibility. You know, I I think he has too much too much skill speed. I don't know. For, inside source for an NAIA. 
uh, he likes hanging out at Daisy Dukes and Billings uh, a lot. So he's I wouldn't from be, Billings, man. He's I wouldn't be surprised if. Well, I know, I know, I know obviously. Yeah. I think if I there is any he NAIA, go he goes to Rocky. Yeah, he might want to go back to Billings year-round, man. He might be addicted to Daisy Dukes. Yeah, I mean, like, he is from Billings, so if there is any NAIA, it's definitely Rocky. I don't think Tech or Carroll has a shot in this one. Nope. And, uh, yeah, like like you said, you know, reuniting with his quarterback, and that could be definitely a possibility. Um, but when you tear the same ACL twice, man, I mean, I feel bad for the guy. Um, it's, it's fragile out there. It's jello. It's you. He's gone through. You know, you go through one ACL, finding all the confidence to get it back, and then you re tear after you strengthen it. It's like, how do you find the confidence again? So, I mean, yeah, he, I, I don't think he's the same runner he used to be. No, which which sucks because we were in the same or not. We were in high school at the same time as him. So, I mean, every Friday night we would just see highlights on Twitter. Or go to the games if he was close. I mean, this man was an absolute freak in high school. So it sucks to see just an injury-prone, high-caliber player like him. Yeah, and he graduates this uh, this May. So, I mean... Yeah, he has one year left, doesn't he? Um, of eligibility? He, eligibility, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, but he, he does graduate in May, yeah. So, I mean, he's out of here. He's His Missoula time's over. But uh, from the Grizz fans listening, we thank uh, Mr. Solser for... Giving it his all, and, you know, I can't expect anyone to come back from two ACLs, so I'm not going to judge too hard. Yeah. I mean, and on from Bob Bobcat perspective, you do look faster in blue and gold. It's scientifically proof, proven. Oh, uh, that, that would be one thing where I would be like, all right, I would never respect <laughs> Fuck that guy, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone here in Missoula would. Oh, he would never be able to come back here. That's for damn sure. No, he wouldn't be in the Mo Club. I'll say that. Uh, not like I'm gonna do anything, but I mean the players. <laughs> I'm sure they'd be pissed. Um, yeah. Any cat news? Um, before you want to jump into some NFL. The only one I could think is like kind of the same stories that have been talked about, where it's Troy. Oh, I did have something about that. Go ahead. Troy seems like a day. Troy seems like a lock for a day two guy, and the one. The one after the pro day that went up was Daniel Hardy with a just ginormous vert. So I heard he's climbing a lot of draft boards, talking to a lot of teams. He talked to the Cardinals, I know, was confirmed, and the Bears. So, I mean, it looks like there's a good shot. He'll at least get a shot in the NFL, which is good news. I love Hardy. Man was a dog. Man just he's, – he, he wasn't from Bozeman, but by the time he graduated, he was goddamn from Bozeman. So my question to you, I want to do a little Troy Anderson – fun here what team do you think anderson would fit in the best uh you go first then i'll give mine i mean as much as it hates me the obvious answer here he is just the pure definition of a belichick guy which hurts yeah they are they are looking at him i have seen that yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to tell where he's going because 20 teams were as pro day obviously he's had great numbers in the pro day and the combine but i could see I've heard Dallas tell him, or I've heard, I don't know if this is confirmed, but I've heard Dallas has told him if he's still there in the second round, they're taking him in the second round. So, I mean, that's that's yep. nice to know. Yep. Like, the two teams I hate the most in the world is are the two teams that, like, are Can damn their him. locks to get him, yeah. I would hate to see him go to Detroit because that's a wasted career. Denver's, uh, Denver's a spot, too. That's not where I think he goes, but he's been uh... – because you know we need a speedy linebacker. Um, Absolutely. Every team so, needs a speedy linebacker. Yeah, except the Niners. Um, so, <laughs> um, so, I just feel like, I don't know. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm going to say that you're going to say Patriots. I think, I think it's damn lock for Patriots or Cowboys, yeah. Hmm. Well – Let's look – Let's me and you will look right now at the second-round draft picks, and we're going to go through it. And then we're also – I want to do a live bet with you. All right, I got live you. Live bet. Everyone listening now, this is the first time I'm talking to Jane about this bet, but it's going to be between me and him. 39 to the Bears or 40, to, 40 or 41 to the Seahawks? Yeah, I could see that definitely. Um, Colts I, wouldn't be a bad one either. Or the Ravens, man. 
I could see yeah, the Ravens I mean, taking him for some reason. Where he's projected, he's in a really good spot. So here's the live bet. Because I know what you're going to take. I'm, and here's what I'm going to take. But uh, let's – he's probably going to day two. That's what it sounds like, you know. It sounds like a lock for day two. So I bet that he gets taken in the second half of the second round. Second half? So what's the cutoff number here? So you get from 33 to – you get held to forty nine. You get thirty three through. 49. I get till forty nine. And if if Anderson's I'll, after fifty, no matter what, if Anderson's after fifty, I give you ten. But if he's before fifty, so what happens if it's on fifty? If he goes to the Chiefs, this this is your this is a Dolphins draft yeah. pick. Um, if he, cut out him. <laughs> if he goes to the Chiefs, we're even. If he goes, 50. if he goes, okay, I'm going under fifty though. I think. Okay. The fact that the fact that Chicago has two in the second round that are early, I think that's a good sign. Yeah, no, I'm let's yeah, do it. I'm uh, going under fifty. All right, 10 I'll go bucks? over fifty ten bucks, virtual shake, virtual shake. Virtual shake. All right. Well that's something we'll be watching for sure as uh, Montana fans, but you know, we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, uh gotta root for Montana. So if when once Anderson gets drafted I like you can him. like him finally. I like yep. him. I like him more. Okay, don't get me wrong. Once he's drafted, all right. Um, we're gonna wrap this up with a quick little NFC South preview, and we should be out of here. Um, let's get right into it, Jaden. What team do you want to talk first? Saints, Buccaneers. Might as well talk Saints first. Yeah, absolutely. So if we look at the Saints last season, Jameis Winston sucks that he got hurt because. They weren't doing awful, you know, in the beginning. Uh, they The most electric player in football, absolutely. They were the week one Super Bowl favorites. I mean, they beat Green Bay 38-3. to They always they always just dominate. I mean, there's a few dangerous things about the Saints. Week one Saints, regular season versus Brady Saints, yep. and then anytime J-Bo does a granny fake 15 yards down the field. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely right because they beat Tampa twice this year. And the only bad part of their season, honestly, is they had a five-game skid when Winston basically got hurt. Um, Trevor Simeon, the old Bronco, took charge, and they lost didn't, to the Falcons. Didn't do well. Lost to the Titans, lost to the Eagles, lost to the Bills, lost to the Cowboys, uh, all in a row, and that kind of tanked their season, so – I mean, those are also tough five games for a backup. It's true, and uh, they did have they had two on the road, so um, you know they just they just need to be a little bit better. But the Saints aren't a, a bad team by any means. No, not at all. They haven't been for years. But no, I mean, no Sean Payton this year, though. Nope, no Sean Payton, and I think uh, Alvin Kamara needs to step up. He did not get. A uh, thousand yards last season. I'm not sure he did. Did he get hurt? Ah, uh, he might have. I can't remember. If he didn't get hurt, I don't know off the top of my head. But if he didn't get hurt, I think he needs to be over a thousand every year. He's he was a 99. He's, in Madden he's one of those guys. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Yeah, and so he's he's got a he's got to produce. Uh, Marquez Callaway was their leading receiver with 698 yards. That's not Winston's offense. I know he was hurt. But, you know, the injury did hurt them. So, um, next next season, though, it's time for them to step up again. Right. Absolutely. Um, transactions in the offseason, they lost uh, their best lineman. Uh, they lost – yeah, they, they lost Armstead this offseason uh, to your Dolphins. Jaden, how are you, are you excited? Big, that's a big fence pickup. We needed help in the O-line category. We did it in the offseason. I love it. That's a big loss for the Saints and and the quarterback. Yeah, I mean you gotta keep J Bo healthy. And without Armstead, that's a huge that's huge. Yeah, and so what do you think this uh this team needs, Jaden, or let's look at the draft. Um what pick do the Saints have? Uh the they have sixteen round? and uh nineteen. Oh wow, okay. So Let's look at the let's look at Mel I mean, Kiper. Let's uh, yeah, Mel Kiper has for sixteen taken O tackle Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. I could see that they just sold sold a uh, O line. They could definitely. That's not too unrealistic. And then for nineteen, they have 
Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Bama. I mean, he's – especially lately, he's been talked about like one of the better – or one of the best receivers in this year's draft class. So two picks that don't surprise me at all. Yeah, another weapon for whoever the quarterback is and also a replacement for Armstead. So um, that's what – you know, they got it nailed down. I think they take a receiver and a lineman. That's absolutely uh, perfect. So – I think this team uh I think this team is there, you know, it's like one of these average based teams in the year that has really good mm-hmm. really good operations behind it. It's just uh can they string games together to get hot next year? Yeah, I mean what helps too is in between their picks, they have the LA Chargers and the Philly Eagles. They're probably both gonna draft defense too, so that Jam Jameson Williams pick I think will be still there, especially since Philly is fifteen. Do you see the uh, Saints finishing second again in the NFC South? Since Brady's still there, apparently. Um, no, I, I see them taking first, actually. Really? I can see them. I can see them dethroning Brady. He doesn't lose a lot of uh, conference championships, but. Wow, well, that's, that's definitely a hot take, and I like it because uh, we keep seeing Brady, you know, produce for that division sh- Man's just full of division championships, so as you know, and so it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite the year. I think uh, I think they finished second, but like I said, I understand your your uh, your pick. So let's move on to uh, the next team. Might as well jump straight to Bucks. Yeah, so we saw Tampa Brady retire this off season, unretire, playing golf. Still the same guy. Still playing golf. I expect the same Brady next year. Had a great year last year. The Bucks came up short, unfortunately, for Bucks fans. Uh, they were not able to handle the, the champion Rams, which I think whoever won that game was going to win the Super Bowl. So, Yeah, that was a safe bet. I mean, if you're going to engage eight, you better send all eight. That was the only thing <laughs> yeah. I could say about that. Like, If, if you're full sending, man, full send. Yeah, if you if you have Tom Brady as your quarterback, you're always going to be at least in the playoff hunt, in the Super Bowl hunt. Like I hated the rumors before the Brian Flores case that he was him and Sean Payton were going to link up in Miami, which sucks. But hey, you could definitely see Brady being back in the playoff hunt, if not the Super Bowl hunt. I mean, it's not unrealistic and it's stupid to go against Brady. So I'm just going to be safe and stay there in the playoffs next year. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I mean, they're they're keeping basically their team. Uh, Werfs was out in that game versus the Rams, which was a big deal for them. And yeah, they had a few injuries that kind of screwed them, especially offensively. Yeah, so I think they can. I think there's a chance they could uh, run it back again. You know, I mean, Brady threw for people like obviously look at it, but this man threw for five thousand yards. Again. That was one of his best years. Like he's in, he's doing things that like. Josh Allen looks like he's doing, you know, like he's throwing the ball just as good as these young bucks. He could still throw deep. Like that's not a debate. No, no. With the same pinpoint, actually, honestly, I think he's more accurate downfield than Mahomes and Allen. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's the goat. I mean, it's a, uh, he's one of the most Super Bowls as a quarterback. So we can't, uh, we can't disagree on that one, but you think they'll finish second next year, huh? I yeah I don't know something about the Saints team. All right, all right. They well, usually the Saints usually drop like just like three games that they shouldn't, and I think this is the year they finally don't do that. Mel Kiper has them taking Devontae Wyatt, uh, D tackle out of Georgia, and I think uh, you know they need they don't need a ton, but you can never hurt that defense by just adding more depth. No, but I mean we've talked about that Georgia defense a lot. You can't go wrong with drafting anyone from there. No, and I think that's what they do, and I think uh, I think Wyatt would actually be pretty good because they just have. I mean, Vita Vea probably gets so many coverages—not coverages, so many blocking assignments on him that if they can get another stud up there, that could open Vita, and the the run game could be stopped. You know, I mean, they can—they had problems stopping the run a little bit here and there last year. Yeah, or just widen that kind of D line pool instead of just having those 
three studs, four studs, they'll have six or seven where it's just a constant headache for any OC. Yeah, and they might be losing Ndamukong and Sue also. So I don't think yeah. I don't think he's signed anywhere. So we're gonna see. But I mean, we don't have to go into the Bucks much more. Um, let's get right into the next team. We're gonna talk Falcons, the almost Deshaun Watsoners. <laughs> um, they were close. They got Marcus Mariota. Yes, they are rocking with Mariota this next year. Uh, Calvin Ridley is suspended. As of right now, I bet he gets uh, his appeal. I bet, I bet it gets lessened at least. I bet he's suspended like six games. Six, seven. Like, like six, he wasn't seven. playing. Did he even bet on the Falcons? I heard that he had the Falcons in one of the parlays, I thought. Wow. I mean, it's yeah. just you're going to suspend a guy for an entire season, which I don't agree with what he did if he had the Falcons. If he didn't have the Falcons, I can see that can being completely fine, well, especially since he was out. There. I mean, yeah, especially after... since he was out. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't playing, so he had no impact on the game. But no, he wasn't even practicing at the time. He wasn't with the team at all. No, he. I'm pretty sure he probably wasn't even in Georgia. So, I, uh, I think he gets uh, appealed and gets lessened, but I still think this team is, you know, they're just defensively awful. Like actually awful. Like they have some, some young bucks. Um, when I look at their depth chart, defensively, like Grady Jarrett's good and Deion Jones, um, Casey Hayward, you know he's all right. But like their stats every year are so bad um, defensively. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, ever since they blew that famous Super Bowl lead, they have just been on the bottom half of every NFL like stat. And sked or and overall, offensively, they're not even that that good. Right now, like they have right they now have, their receivers are Kyle Pitts is one. Yeah, is their tight end? Yep. And then there, this is their receiving core right now: Alameda, Zacchaeus. I can't even say that name. Damari Baird and Kaderil Hodge. That is their starting three receivers right now. No clue who those three are, man. No clue. Exactly. I know who Zacchaeus. I can't even say his last name. Zacchaeus or something like that. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. There you go. I'm not the best with last names or first names. You'll learn. Get to learn that. But yeah, you get mine wrong all the time. Jane Job. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know Cordell Patterson's the running back right now, or Mike Davis. So. Uh, that was probably the most disappointing thing was the Mike Davis fantasy selection that I took in one of my leagues. Oh, I had Cordell. He didn't do terrible. No, that, that's nice. I mean, if you're in PPR, but Mike Davis just I, – I was, baby. I was. He sunk my team um, in one of my leagues. But uh, I mean, last year – oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to get into the draft. Yeah, I don't think we need to talk too much Falcons last year, but uh, – Mel Kuyper has at eight, them taking Garrett Wilson, the receiver from Ohio State. Uh, I think he is the best receiver in this draft. Selfless guy, great speed. Yeah, no, I think that that's definitely around where they're thinking. And they need some veteran help, and they also need some young talent to bring in some fans because, like, honestly, no fans go to the Mercedes. Like, there's more people there for the Georgia game than their own Falcons game, you know? I mean, well, there's nothing exciting to watch. It's like the same problem Miami has been having for a long time. It's like, yeah, you could go to the NFL game to see your team get shot on by 20 at home. Yeah, I mean, I mean, fans come to watch certain players, so you need, they need some they need some young studs, and they just lost Matt Ryan, who was a lot of uh, people's favorite quarterback. So, um, I think the Falcons are the fourth in the division next year. What about you? Ah, uh, yeah. I think the Panthers got them. All right. Well, let's move on. Obviously, you just said it. Uh, last team before we wrap this up. We're talking Panthers with Sam Darnold and McCaffrey that is almost her every four weeks. What are you thinking about the Panthers? Is this the year McCaffrey stays healthy the entire time? Because they could be dangerous in the regular season. I don't see them making the playoffs, though. Like, they just need a lot more help on offensive line, offensive play. Ah, playmakers, they're not bad. They have Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey. 
I still think Sam Darnold is a great QB. Yeah, I think no. they kind of screwed on bringing back Cam Newton. Yeah, I think uh, it kind of made their team kind of question who the the leader was because quarterback's the most important position, and if you're gonna if you're gonna poke the that position, it's it could literally affect it with like a couple of instances how you could like offend a quarterback, you know. So, yeah, yeah their offense has weapons. Uh, they could have a better O line. I could see them drafting an O line. Their defense, um, their defense is actually pretty good. They've got uh, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin. Um, Dante Jackson's a pretty good corner as well. Uh, Matt Ioannidis, you know, Shaq Thompson, Corey Littleton. It's uh, it's not a terrible defense. I mean, they never no. Keep pounding. Yeah, I mean, this I I just don't see this team like as good as they are defensively or like playmaker wise they are. I just don't know where the problem is with this team. It's obviously with quarterback, but defensively, like they're. They're set to make a play, the the playoffs at least, maybe not a run, but. Well, there is one place where they don't have a problem, and that's definitely the punter, because they have Johnny Pecker Hecker, baby. That is the guy. I think. Uh... Yeah, but I mean, if your punters, <laughs> if your punter is your best player, that's that's kind of bad. It is bad. Cue the Bob Green quote. And all the calls I made on fourth down all those years, you know what my favorite fourth down call was? What? Punt. It was the most successful play we had. <laughs> Let's look at the draft. Uh, Mel Kuyper. Number six. Number six. Big one. Big name off the board he thinks they're taking. You want to say it? Malik, Malik Willis. I mean, I don't, I don't see it. I don't disagree with it. Let me put it that way. But, I mean, a mobile QB never hurts. Maybe maybe bring the read option to, uh, to the NFC South. It works I mean, for yeah. Baltimore. I mean, Taysom Hill's already in the NFC South, so they might they could just uh, they could try that. I think uh, Malik Willis is an interesting one. Uh, we had a huge debate about it in the group in the group chat today with some buddies about Malik Willis or Justin Fields. Who would you rather have right now? And I don't know. It's I'm just taking like Justin. How can how can you defend? I was. So yeah, I was working. Yeah, I was. Okay. I was working. I I didn't get to be in that debate, but I I am taking Justin Fields in that. But I mean, Malik Willis is like he's an eye catcher. I mean, he, there's a yeah. lot. There's not a lot he can't do. Potential is there for sure. Potential is there. I think he's. I think he's the one with the high ceiling in this QB draft. Yes, I I can agree with that. I think, and I think the most system quarterback is Kenny Pickett. I think. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, exactly. You put it. You put it really good there. But I can also see them rocking with Sam Darnold another year. For I mean, we've said it a ton of times for C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams. Well, now until Cam Newton retires, we can never rule out that there's a chance he could come back on that team. That's true. That's absolutely true. He is back until he goes to Miami again. God, Cam Newton annoys me. We ended his. That's one thing I'm happy about as Broncos fan is we do own the Panthers. We always will until. If we ever see him again in the Super Bowl, but doubtful. Uh, that's one of the teams uh, Luke Schmidt owns. So, good luck next year, Panthers. You guys aren't going to do well. Yes. Um. Yeah. That basically wraps up. Uh. We got. I mean. Yeah. I mean. Did you wait? Did you see the news? No. So, I'm a Chelsea fan. If we're talking Premier League soccer, because they have Ooh. the LeBron James of soccer, of Christian Pulisic on football. Yeah, just a little bit of football. So, but. Chelsea was owned by a Russian oligarch, and obviously all the oligarchs lost their money, so the team is up for sale. Do you want to go half and half? It's only 3 billion euros. Yeah, I can, I can invest in that. But, I mean, I've, I've heard rumors of Conor McGregor, Serena Williams, Lewis Hamilton. No, actually, that's insane. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of very, very wealthy athletes are look are looking for this team so i think the future of chelsea fc is in great hands with whoever we whoever wants to spend the euros well yeah i mean chelsea's a great club i was gonna say program yeah won the champions league last year fell short against real madrid this year damn aggregate scoring i will always miss diego costa yeah 
that is one thing for Chelsea fans that sucks. But I've never been a Chelsea hater. Uh, only when people play me with them in FIFA, that's when it's annoying as hell. But, yeah, because Kai Havers is that guy, man. Yeah, they've, they're talented, man. And Pulsic better lead the U.S. to a World Cup because we need one, even Damn though right. it, it won't have probably happen. But we need one. Probably not. But, I mean, we got a tough draw, which it's funny because um, – you, you, like, you think that's a tough draw? Well, did you see the schedule? It's weird because it's not in the summer this year. Oh, yeah. It's like in the fall. Yeah, because it's uh, Thanksgiving on Thursday, USA-England Friday – and then uh, rivalry week in college football Saturday. That's USA week, baby. That is that is the USA week. I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that game because if we win, my we'll God, Twitter's going to explode. We'll have to watch that one together. Absolutely. I have a vivid memory. I'll end, this, end the pod on this. This is why I like U.S. soccer a lot. It was 2014. The goal was scored by blah, 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 whatever. It was the first game the U.S. Uh, played Ghana. I swear to God, I saw a guy run outside the bar. I swear to God in my life with this. A guy was screaming, ran outside the bar, fell on the curb, and hit his head right on the car. Like just boom. Oh. Got up, started sprinting and celebrating again. Let's go, rally. Rallied but hard. On that note, I love soccer fans, man. Every time I see a video of like a Premier League game and the fans are going absolutely berserk, it's just I want to go to a game. I want to go to a game in Europe. Well, the World Cup is coming to America. America, so we might have to try and save up some money for that, huh? Absolutely. Any parting words, Mr. Jaden? Well, over the weekend on Saturday, I got into a Warzone game against FaZe Neo. Now, my cousin killed him. I knocked him. I thought that was the end of the story. Tune in two nights ago. I'm on YouTube watching a Neo video. That made YouTube, so I am now YouTube famous. I'm proud of you. I only got the knock, though. I got absolutely slapped by Le Bush on his team. I still won't play Warzone because there's too many sweats. Thank you for everyone listening out there. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a good little episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, turn on post notifications. Hit that subscribe button, whatever it does. And follow us on Instagram. Is over. <laughs>